want to get into some of the eco data that's headed our way this morning at the bottom of the hour. We have just the person to help us with that. Michael Zremski, the director of futures at Charles Schwab, is joining us. Michael, good morning to you. We've shifted from a, a position where we were talking about inflation being transitory to trying to predict peak inflation. But with crude oil prices spiking, it seems like that could be a few months away still. Good morning, Ben. And that's absolutely right. A lot of analysts were thinking that maybe we'd see a uh, peak inflation right around this uh, March time frame yeah. here as well, too. But with the soaring oil prices, the soaring commodity prices we've seen just the last several weeks as well, too, I think that's going to be put out, you know, several months into the future here. So talking about today's uh, CPI figure, which is really the last, I think, big data release before the uh, Fed meeting uh, next week. We do have PPI out on Tuesday there, but, they're, you know, that's, I think this is really the one that the Fed will be focusing on as well, too. And once again, it's going to see numbers here we haven't seen since 1982, 40 years highs. And it's possible we could actually see an 8% print here today on the year-over-year uh, -year rate here for February. Yeah, so again, many are expecting that it's not as bad as it's going to get, ultimately, that we could see higher inflation. Uh, expected to see, again, the highest, as you mentioned, since 1982. I think you mentioned that. And, uh, you know, what I'm noticing here, Michael, is it's not just some of these commodity prices. I mean, yes, obviously, wheat we've seen and uh, some of the metals. And uh, uh, you mentioned crude oil, but rentals in some areas of New York at all-time highs now. I mean, we've seen, and, and guys in the office that rent are talking about how their prices are going up significantly. I mean, this is a major impact as well. Right, yeah, the whole housing market here has not seen any slowdown yeah. whatsoever, Ben, here, not, whether it's new home prices or existing home prices. And like you said, rents as well, too. It's all, you know, once again, very elevated as well, too. So, and I, I think that's also going to kind of factor into what the, uh, the Fed does mm -hmm. as well, too, when they, they start down their, their hiking cycle here and the March meeting here. And as we heard earlier with the ECB, then even they were a little bit more hawkish there, talking about tapering their purchases maybe a little bit sooner than expected there and could actually see a rate hike there in the ECB a little bit earlier than anticipated. So like I said, these inflationary numbers here are, are not, you know, we're, we haven't peaked yet as well too. And in fact, I think we're gonna see some really maybe aggressive numbers here on the March and April data as well too, as. This number here for February is really not even taking into account that surge we just seen the last few weeks in commodity prices here. So, and I, I think if you're the central bank there, you have to kind of get on this train here, even though you may start to see a little bit of a slowing of the economy here. But at some point, you got to get inflation in check here. And if it, you know, causes a little bit of a slowdown in the economy, so be it, because that could actually actually help them kind of get that inflation under control. What they don't want to see, though, is that stagflation there where we yeah. see really slow growth or even negative growth rates and rising inflation here. So right now, I think if there's anything that the Fed can try to control there, it is kind of tightening with interest rates there. And hopefully we'll see this inflationary pressures start to peak here, maybe, you know, late spring, early summer there. And then they can kind of go more data dependent here, but they got to get the ball rolling here. And I think that's what we're going to see here next week. You know, uh, I'm curious what this means for the U.S. dollar. If we were to get a really strong report here this morning, if it were to come in above expectations, uh, again, in theory, that would fuel the uh, speculation that the Fed was going to have to act well, even a little bit more aggressively than initially intended or we expected. But uh, I guess I'm wondering if some of that maybe has been priced into the U.S. dollar. We've seen it at relatively elevated levels for a while now. It is certainly possible. I mean, we did breach the uh, 99 level there mm -hmm. in the uh, Dixie mm -hmm. there uh, just the other day here as well, too. Now it's come back uh, a little bit here, and we've seen a little bit of a bounce here in the Euro. But, but 
like I said, I don't think the ECB can be as aggressive as maybe the Fed is because the U.S. economy is in a lot better shape than the um, the eurozone as well too. So I think that alone there is going to you know kind of keep the uh, dollar here elevated because as we know there that especially against the euro there as that is the biggest component there of the dollar index. Uh, other currencies there like the uh, yen here. I mean we're starting to see their inflationary pressure start to pick up as well too, but they're still really going to be more accommodative and then the pound here they're you know kind of i think more on the level here for what we're going to see here with the uh the fed here as well too so if we look at those three major currencies as well too two are going to be more dovish than the fed and with the uh the pound there kind of an equal weights and all that said there kind of says that the dollar there is probably going to be stabilized and maybe even headed higher there if we do see the fed get more aggressive yeah, we were talking a minute ago about uh, how uh, some of those Asia-Pacific benchmark yields have been on the rise. We're talking new highs uh, in Australia, in China, South Korea, in terms of yields rates. Let's talk a little bit about what this means for U.S. yields, ultimately, with the TNX, which is holding, well, for the most part, uh, comfortably just below that 2% level. Uh, Michael, I'm, I'm wondering, uh, again, a big number here today. Obviously, if we were to get high inflation, uh, sparking concerns of stagflation, ultimately. Uh, I mean, possibly we could see rates come off. I mean, uh, treasuries catch a bit of a bid in that safe haven type tendency if the indices were to continue selling off. I'm just trying to get a feel for the ripple effect here if we get a stronger than expected number. I think it's going to be very interesting to see how the uh, interest rates kind of handle a stronger than a number. If anything there, I think you may see once again, the the curves start to flatten once okay. again as well. Too, if you get to see a, you know, a bid into the uh, the market there for bond prices, there it might be on the longer end of the curve there, where the shorter end though was going to factor in that more aggressive Fed numbers there, and you like to see you know yields there go higher there. So, in my opinion, there a strong number there may see a little bit more flattening of the curve, and it could also maybe send, you know, rates overall in general, maybe a bit higher across the curve there, but I would definitely favor more of the shorter end than the longer end. You know, Michael for, does- For yields going higher. Does the collective uh, kind of focus and concern about inflation sort of uh, wane a little bit or come off some? Uh, we'd be maybe a little bit more willing to accept a CPI number that comes in a little bit higher than expected as we can tie it directly to commodities. In theory, we expect them to come off at some point once some of the uh, battles uh, and the war going on in Ukraine uh, plays out. Hopefully Putin will pull his forces out and things will kind of get back to normal ultimately. But I guess with the question here with wages not necessarily coming in high or sparking that concern, would market participants be willing to accept, okay, commodities on the rise, so CPI is on the rise, but as long as we're not seeing that really kind of uh, wage fuel the fire uh, increases, fuel the fire there, then maybe we could stomach some of the higher than expected uh, inflationary pressures on the consumer side. Possible, but I think we'd have to see kind of the uh, the overall inflationary picture at least start to stabilize as well too, and we have not right. seen that yet. So we have to see the numbers maybe not rise as aggressively as well too before that's kind of factored in. And also we have to start looking also at some of the uh, the data there as well too. I mean, look at jobless claims. Like I said, mm -hmm. we start to see jobless claims start to spike up, where we start to see actually some concerns that employers there are actually starting to lay off workers mm. due to these rising prices and wages mm. yeah you know that may kind of change the whole sentiment of the market here but right now we have not seen that yet so that's kind of the number that i'd be kind of looking at there if we start to see the employment pictures start to wane a little bit that would obviously take some of the wage presses off there as well too and that also corresponds though with maybe a peak here in inflation here yes the market may just 
kind of start to accept those levels here as well too, but we haven't seen that yet. Be interesting to see if how uh, market reacts if this number comes in a little bit lower than expected. Michael, in just a couple minutes here, uh, we're going to get a look at the CPI consumer price index again, expected to come in at levels we haven't seen since the early 80s. Can we provide a couple takeaways here for our viewers in terms of what they should be looking for and uh, potential market reaction to? Well, the expectations are for a rise about 7.9% yeah. year over year, up 0.8%. VC numbers there well into the eights, 8.1, 8.2, higher than expected there as well too. You could definitely see a market reaction price, the equities move lower there. We'll see interest rates start to pick up, especially on the shorter end. Uh, that could actually add a little bit of support for the dollar. So now if we do see a miss the other way though, which I think no one's anticipating as well too, yeah, you may actually see a little bit of recovery in the equity markets here and a yield maybe actually start to, uh, start to maybe actually um, pull back a little yeah. bit as well too. But right now, I, I think that would definitely be the outlier here. And right now, even some of the uh, analysts at some of the major banks here are looking for numbers there over 8% this. Yeah, it does seem, does seem like the risk lies to the upside in terms of this number. And uh, it'll ultimately uh, shift attention here, it seems like to the producers at some point to see if we're starting to see that coming on their side as well. And that trickle down uh, effect, especially with crude oil and these uh, energy prices uh, on the move higher as they have been to the extent and the magnitude. Michael, appreciate you joining us here. We're going to get the number in just about two and a half minutes here. We'll break it down once we have it and take a look at market reaction too. But uh, thanks for getting us prepared for it. That's Michael Zaremski. He's the director of futures at Charles Schwab.